Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This is a podcast for Fort Worthians who love our city and want stories from our community's creators. You love Fort Worth? You want to know what's happening in your backyard? Then this podcast was made for you. You can find us on all the major podcast players, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. You can also stream us straight off of the website uh, for Fort Worth Roots. That's uh, fortworthroots.com, and there's a player there. You can scroll through all the episodes and play it that way if you like. If uh, you're ever listening to a certain podcast player and we're not on that one, hit me up at media at fortworthroots.com. That's our email. And uh, let me know where you're listening. I'll get it added to that that particular podcast player. Um, this is a really exciting episode. Um, if this is your first time listening to Fort Worth Roots, what we do is we find people that are creating something here inside Fort Worth um, that makes our community a better place. So this encompasses uh, musicians, artists, authors, uh, sometimes business owners. We've even had a one, one politician on here. Um, this is not a political podcast, and that's basically the, the, the hard line in the sand. But we will have uh, anybody on that wants to talk about bettering our community or uh, the history of Fort Worth. So uh, even if they uh, carry the, the dirty title of politician, we'll still talk to them gladly. This is a really fun episode because we did this recording uh, probably... <laughs> Closer to two months ago, we've been dealing with a serious backlog. And so for the, the month of April, I've decided that we're going to do two episodes every week. And uh, that is taxing. We are a Monday release podcast. You can guarantee that you will have a Monday episode every single week for your drive to work. So usually those uh, actually do get released on Sunday evening and then are available to you on Monday. But uh, this is uh, extra, this this episode here. And there are going to be more inside the month of April. And uh, depending on how this goes, and if I can, can continue to keep up with the tempo, uh, we might have to keep doing that because we have had so many people that are eager to uh, to talk to us here at Fort Worth Roots. And we're extremely honored by that. I, I don't say that uh, uh, as a boast. I say it as a uh, holy shit, what's going on kind of thing. But anyway, people are flocking to Fort Worth Roots to, to share their message with us. And uh, I always feel like I'm missing an opportunity if I don't take them up on it. I don't want to put them on the back burner. So we do the recording and, and now the, the clock starts. You know, you don't want to keep them out there wondering, when's my episode going to get released? So uh, if I was going to keep stringing it out the way I was doing it, some of these people would be waiting months to, to hear their episode release, kind of like our guest today. Uh, but the cool thing about today's episode is that even though this was a while back, I actually caught him on the phone today, this morning, at 3 a.m. Our guest is doing the El Camino de Santiago. In English, that's the way of St. James. And this is a 500-mile walk through Spain. Um... And it, it's, it's, it's got some serious spiritual connotations to it, but it's a very cultural thing. And uh, our guest has done this walk before, and uh, now he's going back for, for a second trip. And he got there on April 2nd, well after our recording. And uh, he's, he's pretty far into this. He's doing 10 miles a day. And uh, we did this call at 3 a.m. Texas time. I think it was 10 o'clock his time. And uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this right, man. Don't don't get mad at me if I get it wrong. But I believe he is in Cowhaw. Huh. I uh, I wrote it out the way it 
sounded when he said it. So I think that's right. But uh, really fun episode. So we did the recording weeks and weeks ago, and uh, then we caught up with him this morning, Thursday morning, and uh, got got to see where he's at, how his journey's going, what what's he been up to. So we we play that phone call uh, conversation for you at the end of this episode, and uh, the episode that you're about to listen to uh, that we did record previously is uh, kind of him talking a little bit. Well, we talk a lot about everything, but we also talk uh, about his upcoming trip. So you get like the before and the after. So this was really cool. And we're going to check back up on him, just see how he's doing. Um, But before I get into the episode, let me give a quick shout out to uh, not our sponsor, but some good friends of ours, uh, Squad STX Boys Camping. Their website is squadstx.com. I'm going to read off their mission statement for you so you know what I'm talking about, where to go. There it is. Squad STX is an overnight primitive camping, hiking, orienteering, and laser tag course for boys designed by U.S. Army infantry officers as an alternative to Boy Scouts in traditional summer camp. We develop strong leadership skills through squad competitions, time-tested military training methodologies, and situational training exercises. Guys, this is a great excuse just to get your boys outside. They've got two different packages here. They've got Boy Summer Camp. That's a five-day, four-night deal. they got a father and son camp uh, package that's three days and two nights. This happens uh, right outside of Fort Worth. If you're familiar with where Glen Rose is, uh, that's where they conduct this thing. Uh, but basically, don't listen to me. Just get online. Check this out, squadstx.com, and don't wait. Uh, if you're bad like me, you know, you, you'll hear something that you're extremely interested in. You'll go, yeah, check that out later. Don't wait. Just do it now. Squadstx.com. All boys ages 10 to 16. 100% outdoor overnight camping, hiking, wilderness skills, land navigation, and laser tag missions. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's probably the same, but some of my fondest memories are just being outside uh, when I was a kid. Camping or going to church camp, whatever. Those are the memories that really stick with you. So take your kids to this thing. Uh, let them experience something and have a memory that they'll never forget. Squadstx.com. An event that is coming up really quick now. And I'm I'm shocked that it's finally here. It's, it's not tomorrow, but it's right around the corner. This is the first time. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to stop saying that because there's something else. We'll talk about that in a second. River Oaks Springfest Car Show was supposed to be the first time we brought Fort Worth Roots podcast out to the public. Uh, this is happening Saturday, April 30th uh, at the beautiful Camp Carter, uh, located over there in uh, River Oaks. The address, and this is important because the, the place is kind of hidden. It's 6200 Sand Springs Road, uh, zip code is 76114. You need to use the address. But when you get there, here's what you're going to find. It is a free event. There are going to be over 70 classic cars there, bounce houses, uh, events. Uh, am I reading this right? Event shirts, dash plaques, goodie bags. Um, and it's it's very family-oriented. Uh, there's going to be a lot of vendors there, games and events. Um, and this is all benefiting the friends of the River Oaks Animal Shelter and YMCA Camp Carter. This is like 320, 360 acres, something like that. It's huge. When you get there, you're you're going to be blown away that something this large and uh, this beautiful is right in the middle of our city. 
Um, so come check it out. Like I said, it's free. The Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile is going to be there. And I don't know if they charge for hot dogs or if they give them away free. I don't know about that. But um, come take your picture next to a giant rolling hot dog. That would be cool. But above all else, Fort Worth Roots is going to be there. I'm going to have the banner up. And uh, I <laughs> hadn't figured out exactly how to make these certificates. But I had the idea that I'm going to make international fan club uh, Fort Worth Roots International Fan Club certificates with individual serial numbers on them. I'm going to give you this certificate if you want it, and we get to take a picture next to the banner. It's just something to do. I just want to get out to the public, hang out, meet people, take pictures, talk about podcasting. So we will be there, and I would love for you to come out and see us. Uh, you know, you don't have to spend all day there. This thing starts at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, so you got a six-hour window there. There's going to be a lot of people out here trying to make this extremely special for you uh, so that you'll want to come back next time we do something like this. But a pretty short little window there, and uh, you don't have to stay all day. Just come out, say hi, take a picture with us, see what we've been talking about for the last two months, and uh, man, just just would, would you do it for me? Just <laughs> I... Uh, I I know there's going to be a ton of people here, but I would love for people to come out there and say, oh, there's Fort Worth Roots. That's that's how we heard about this. Let's go say hi. That would be incredible for me. Uh, you don't owe me anything, but I, I hope that I get to see you there. Um, so anyway, one more time, Saturday, April 30th, River Oaks Spring Fest Car Show. Free event, totally free. Okay, and the reason I stumbled over my words earlier and, and said I can't call it the first event that we're going to go to uh, the River Oaks Car Fest is because there's something else coming up and we got not only invited to this thing, but they started putting our logo on the flyer for the event. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of take everything at face value and maybe I kind of underestimate stuff. I don't know what I'm trying to tell you, but whenever I found out about this event, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. I thought it was going to be a bunch of hippies hanging out playing music, you know, maybe it'd be okay, whatever. But whenever I started digging into this, and the closer we get to this event, I find out more and more information. The bands that are playing on the two stages over the three days are going to absolutely melt your brain. They have flown in people from other countries to play at this event. It's going to be 29 bands on two stages. Main at Southside is located just south of uh, downtown proper downtown Fort Worth, uh, just south of I-30 in the, you know, the hospital district, Maine at Southside. You look that up, you're going to find it. Most people call it Mass. Uh, but April 15th through the 17th, so this weekend coming up, and uh, you got three days to pick from. You don't have to come see all three days, but get out there and, and support the local artist community. So they're going to have 29 bands. I don't know how much I'm repeating myself here. But it uh, starts at 6 p.m. on Friday, and it goes through Sunday. And if I'm reading this correctly, they'll be shutting it down uh, at 11.30 on Sunday. It's going to be incredible. So many people, so many artists, so many vendors, so many musicians have poured their hearts and souls into this. They really do want this to be a big deal. And uh, they've been advertising all over the place. If there was any other thing they could do to get your attention, they would do it. Um, Joe Guzman, the the guy that put all this together with help from many others, um, 
he has been on so many podcasts and he's actually been on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And if you want to listen to Joe Guzman talk uh, about his band Flow State or the event, you can go to fortworthroots.com or your favorite podcast player and uh, go to episode, I'm looking, it's episode 70 on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And uh, he talks a little bit about that, talks about Flow State and we get into a bunch of other stuff like usual. But anyway, Main at Southside, April 15th through the 17th, starting at, if this is correct, 6 p.m. Seems like it might be earlier than that, but this is the way they got it listed. 6 p.m., April 15th through the 17th. Three days, two stages, 29 bands, art, vendors, and lots of badass music. You're going to want to see this. You're going to discover a bunch of bands you didn't know existed. You might even catch a couple that you uh, already know about and like, but the, the stuff that I've been hearing... Whenever I click on the links and listen to the individual musicians that are coming out to this thing, dude, it is incredible. So we are going to be at this thing. I'm not sure exactly where we're going to be in what capacity. Uh, basically, being unprepared for this, I'm just going to show up and do some interviews and talk to the public and hang out and just take pictures with people. It's going to be good. But it's also a sneaky little way for me to get in here and check out some bands all right that's enough out of me please stay tuned to the end of this episode or if you just want to hear this part of the episode fast forward to the end but the international phone call to spain that we had with our guest this morning to talk about his journey on the el camino de santiago that's at the end of the episode so all the way to the end if you want to it's like the last 20 minutes or something like that it is always a sincere privilege to have this gentleman in our studio i hope that we get to continue to record with him many many times in the future i'll also be reaching out to him for another phone call uh with another phone call to spain provided my uh cell phone doesn't shut off from the massive bill i incurred this morning but you can go check out his incredible music. He's been releasing stuff like a madman while he's been doing this walk. I don't know how I don't know how that works. I don't know how you find time to walk 500 miles and continue to produce a shit ton of music. But you can find his stuff at joesavage.bandcamp.com. Or look in the show notes. We'll have it there. It's J.S. Savage on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to me talk. We're ready to start the episode. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Joe Savage. All right, so uh, thank you for coming back because yeah. I begged you to come back before your walk, and that's coming up yep. end of month? or Yeah, I leave the 30th, Wednesday. This is the uh, El Camino. El Camino de Santiago, or the Way of St. James. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit last time, but for our listeners that didn't catch our, our previous episode, what goes on with that? Yeah, uh, so my thing is uh, I'm going to go to the starting point on... I'll get there April 2nd, and then I'm going to try and go be around roughly 10 miles a day. Are you doing the full 500? Yeah. Oh, and that, that's what it is, right? The 500 miles? Yeah, it's around five, 400, 498. Is what I, <laughs> uh, it's 900 and something kilometers is what I got last time. 
Um, and uh, I caught you at McFly's, and you just you just purchased your uh, shoes that you were going to use for the event. Yeah, I'm trying out a brand called Keen, K E E N, and uh, they're you know think they're going to do me right. Did you, get some, like, you, did you get some break-in miles? In? I've been wearing them around. Yeah, yeah, I wore them to work one day, and they're great. I don't think they need a lot of breaking in. I tried a different shoe that's that's a little softer, softer sole, but still waterproof and still has yeah. like a little ankle of support. That's good. Um, Sounds I've like always, smart choices. Yeah, I've always gone with like meaty boots. You know, yeah. last time, 2019, I bought some Iris Setter uh, Red Wing, mm-hmm. Red Wings Irish, you know, uh, waterproof ones. But they're a little bulky and pretty heavy. These are a lot lighter. Yeah. I think overall, I'm going to have a much lighter experience. Those Red Wings sound like they'd be tough on your feet. They were great. The other the old school Red Wings are, but yeah. the Iris Setters aren't. You know, once you they broke in, I did have some blisters, but uh, once they broke in, they were a good shoe. And this is, uh, is, is this France or Spain? Spain. You can also do it, and there are, there's the Via Podienses, which is, or, which is a, a, a route that meets up with the Camino de Santiago. They're all kind of called the Camino de Santiago, but the one in France was kind of uh, brought back in the 70s. It had kind of disappeared and been forgotten about. But at some point, all over Europe, people were walking to Santiago de Compostela for a pilgrimage to visit the tomb of St. James or mm-hmm. for economic purposes because they were poor, you know. And then, yeah. um, so the, you can start, you can still start all the way in Italy or Rome or, you know, anywhere in Europe. The mm-hmm. basic idea of the Camino is it starts at your doorstep. Okay. And it's the same. It would be equivalent to the more popular... Uh, walk to Mecca, you know, for the Muslim faith. Yeah. Um, Muslim faith, once in a lifetime, you should um, try to leave your house and walk from your house to to Mecca, and then you participate in, like, the walking around of the... That could be a problem for people on different continents, right? Well, uh, me. Well, I mean, like, right, I'm doing this pilgrimage, and this is the same... The, for a Christian uh, religion versus the Muslim religion, the Camino de Santiago would be that oh, life, okay. that one commitment for yeah. your life to, to do this pilgrimage to get to know your neighbor and your Lord better. You know, yeah. that's the purpose of the other one, too. Okay. So, um, and yourself, I guess. You and get what, to know what city are you starting from? Uh, so, it, Fort Worth, right? But Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. flying, so no. <laughs> we'll fly to start. 16-hour flight? Yeah. Uh, you know, no, I think it's, what is it, nine? Nine hours? You got me. I've never been from there. From Dallas to Madrid is nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think from here to, to either Ireland or Germany is about 16 hours. That's what I was gauging it by. Maybe to Germany, but Ireland would be about the same, I think. Okay. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, it's about nine or ten hours. Maybe I could yeah. be wrong. I leave here at four in the afternoon, and I get there at five in the morning. But there's a seven hour <laughs> there's a seven hour uh, time difference. How do you? Because you've made this trip before. How do you do with sleeping on an airplane? I oh, mean, I'm about to take to Facebook and ask for some Xanax. I can't do it <laughs> because I, I want to be able to just conk out and not ha- and be yeah. able to start my day fresh like five a.m. So if I get on the plane at four p.m. When I get there, it's really only going to be like midnight my time, right? Maybe even early eleven p.m. So if I yeah. pop a zanny or something, then I could sleep, and then I'll wake up like I'm fresh. And I'm you need that up. sleep because yeah, you're going to get there. It's five a.m. Now you got to yeah do things. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to start my day. Yeah, and I've got a car, so I'm going to get to Madrid. I've got a car reserved because I'd like to go and visit a town called Mora where I taught for a mm-hmm. year. Still got friends there. Still do. Excuse me. Good. So I'm going to ride down there. And having a car, you don't need a car in Europe, but right, um, it's still going to be way more independent. I'm not going to have to depend on people. You can take buses literally to any town in Spain. That and light rail. Right? And, and also the rail, yeah. yeah. If you can't get... The, so from Madrid, I could take the high-speed train from Madrid to Toledo, which takes 30 minutes. 
where it's an hour and a half drive in the car. Yeah. And then I could from there take a, a train or not a train, a bus, a, city, mm-hmm. uh, a county bus is what it would be yeah. for like five years. And that would take me the other hour to Mora where I used to live and teach. And, um, but instead I'm just going to get the car so I can go straight to my buddy's bar. He owns a bar called, <laughs> called La Calobra. What's uh, that translate to? Uh, I can't remember. It, I don't <laughs> think it translated to much. I think it's some kind of funny name, like a jackal or something. I don't know. I'll have to look that up again before I get back. Take over. pictures. Yeah. You got to take lots of pictures. Yeah, I'll take some. <laughs> I got, I'm going to try and do my best to document more and do some cool videos and um, maybe a couple of vlogs and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, I'm going to buy some hash there too. That's one of the nice. reasons why I'm going to go get my, <laughs> get my medicine. <laughs> Can you bring it back? No, this no. would just be the smoke bomb yeah. while I'm walking. I mean, Take, I like taking hash, uh, international travel, probably a bad idea. Yeah, and I mean, you can just go order it or buy it here locally anyway. That's hash right. is a little harder to find, and, and flour is harder to find over there. So I would prefer to have flour, but it's stinky, and you know, I'm still in a foreign country, and it's decriminalized in Spain, so it's not a big deal. If you're a citizen, you can grow three to five plants and have a certain amount on you, and no big deal. Wow. Um, as a foreigner, it's just a little bit more risky, and hash is easy, easier to take around yeah. and you know i could buy basically my whole month or two month supply <laughs> you know but which isn't very much you know yeah. <laughs> i mean to be honest what's the difference between hash and flour so flour is the bud but if right. you were to like walk through a field of of plants with buds on them and just rub them and get all the get all the stuff on the outside that's one form of hash you know that's basically the essence of hash it's all the crystals seems like that might be a lot more potent uh yeah it's more uh concentrated, concentrated. Yeah. yeah so uh you need you need less of it, I guess, overall. Yeah. And the way they smoke it over there, they call it chocolate. Mm. And normally <laughs> it comes from like Afghan or it comes from uh, uh, Morocco or whatever. And, and it comes in these little bars, like little little Kit Kat bars. And a little bar about that long and about that fat costs you about 60 euro. And, you know, it lasts you a couple of weeks. You just kind of... It's like, what, 70 American? Yeah. So you shave off a little bit and mix it with your cigarette. You just mix it straight up with tobacco. And that's the way they... A lot of people smoke it over there wow. that's the spliff you know and you can't smell it if you do smell it it smells like a perfume it's not as potent as like when you smell weed you know? yeah so people yeah, people smoke it in the bars it. and stuff over there and, yeah. and uh, not everywhere of course but so anyway yeah I'm gonna visit him smoke a couple <laughs> spliffs and uh, give him my albums I got some shirts for him his name's Kako um, he loves all kinds of music English mu- English speaking music especially yeah. American music and Black Keys are some of his favorites and uh, nice. he, he was a really cool friend of mine there and, and then I'm going to drive up to Bilbao and stay the night there turn in the car and then take the train to Irun which is this place I-R-U-N which is on the border of France and Spain at the, in the north so a lot of people traditionally would start and still today if you want to do the main Camino de Santiago I'm doing Camino del Norte the north Camino and you would start at this place called St. John Port de P. The yeah, church? Or something like that. It's a city in France, oh, right? Okay. Right on the other side of the Pyrenees. And then your first day is 24 mile, 24 kilometer hike. It's 12 miles over the mountain, over it's the doable. Pyrenees. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do, do that, that one day. Yeah. Well, you could easily. Yeah, maybe. It's just the first day. A little out of, sh- little out of shape. But. Me too. But <laughs> You're going to come back a little lighter. Yeah. I think I might do some push-ups too. <laughs> Slow down, savage. <laughs> Taking it too far. I see you out there in your new shoes, high on hash, trying to do some push-ups. Well, do, do they even I'm do always, push-ups over there? I'm always high, so if I were to do a push-up, it would, would be high. It wouldn't. 
<laughs> are you going solo? Is it? Are you traveling all by yourself? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've you know I invited over the last three years. I've I've kind of thrown an I, the idea of out there yeah. to anybody coming along at certain little stages or. Um, but you know, it's just really pointed out to me that it, it is a really huge sacrifice, and I can't, and uh, I'm not overlooking that point. And I mean, the sacrifice of taking off this time, you know, I'm taking off from, I'll be gone from Texas and my home from March 30th to June 1st. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I'm well, back. 500 mile walk takes a minute, right? And, <laughs> uh, and it puts it in perspective that nobody's like jumping to come with me, and I'm like, I've already done well, it, and it's really fun. I promise. And they're like, we don't <laughs> well, care. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody like me is going to be like, oh hell yeah, I'd love to go, but. You know, well, then, responsibilities. Well, right, um, yeah. Hopefully, I can get my life in order uh, while you're still doing this thing, and go with you at some point. Yeah, I'll be looking for shoe advice, uh, hotel travel arrangements too. You know, <laughs> yeah. No, I think the best way to do it is to wing it. You know, you learn everything along the way. If you yeah. want to buy new stuff, you know, I'd recommend trying it poor. But I'm also excited to go do it with a little bit more funds. Like, yeah. I mean, I maybe could afford to spend like five thousand dollars over over this thing. But um, that's including the plane ticket, so yeah. thirty six hundred or so expenses yeah, over the plane two ticket months. Alone, round trip, fourteen hundred bucks yeah, or so. Yeah. I got it a little cheaper this year because I bought it in August. But right. not. I only did that because I knew they were about to go back up because pandemic was ending. Right, and um, slowing down anyway. Yeah. So I think that I would I would do it that way. I'd have a little bit of funds. This this is my mission this time to give a little bit more to spend more. I realize what an economic virtue this Camino is for Spain and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for Spain, even though it's becoming a thing, like I was saying in France, they brought them back in the seventies and they kind of, the hiking associations of France and other countries kind of went through and carved out these trails that try to make them close enough to where they used to be. But the ones in Spain have been active. The main one has been active since the year 800 or something. Damn. You know? um, and it stayed active over this time. And uh, so I realized what a, and as it expands in Spain, new trails are created also. And the Camino Norte is a rather uh, younger trail compared to um, the Camino, uh, what is it? Camino Frances is the one they call it, the, re- the real Camino or the yeah. main one. It goes through Pamplona. But the oldest one is Camino Primitivo, which starts all the way in Oviedo. So that's what I did last time. And I'm going to do again is walk from Irún, like on the coast through San Sebastian, Bilbao keep going through Santander and then uh, get over to this place called Oviedo. And from there, I'm going to leave the Northern Coastal Trail and go onto a primitive trail, Primitivo, which it goes up through the mountains. It has some of the highest nice. points on the on the trail. It's very hard, and I liked it last time, you know. Well, what are the uh, what, what are the environmental risks or the, uh, the, the nature? I mean, if you were doing this in Australia, I'd be concerned for you. You know, snakes and spiders Being out in the and brush and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a really civilized trail. I mean, uh, yeah. it's nothing like, uh, you know, we, we tend to go camping in Texas and you like them. You know, it's it's really akin to glamping. And uh, yeah. in that you're never going to sleep outside unless you want to. Right. You know, uh, right. there's always an option. Even if you get to an albergue, which has a cheaper rate because they're part of the Association of Camino de Santiago. So okay. they offer lodging. They offer a bunk. Uh, in a hostel type environment which is called an albergue for mm-hmm. 5 euros to I've seen now this year 15 euros is kind of the top price for the night yeah and that's but, just a bed everybody's sharing the same bathroom yep yeah yep and okay. everybody shares a communal meal at a lot of these especially on Camino Frances the communal meal is really well ingrained in that culture because um, that's another thing about Spain the different trails you walk go through different cultures in Spain because culture has five really distinct 
prominent cultures. They got the Castilian culture, which is what we all kind of know, uh, the Castilian Spanish with the lisp and the bullfighting. But you also have the Catalans. Barcelona is the capital of Catalonia. This is an autonomous community. And then in the north, you have the Basque country, which, uh, you know, um, Big Bilbao. Fish. Bilbao is the capital of there. What's that? It's a big fish. Is it <laughs> Basque community? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. That's all I had. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, they have distinct languages. So the yeah. Basques speak Euskera, and the Spanish and the Catalan speak Catalan. The Galicians, which is the north, northern west province of Galicia. So it's they, all Spanish, they but speak it's different dialects? No, or? these are different languages. Oh, damn. And these okay. languages were persecuted, and these people were murdered and killed from 1940, 1938 until uh, 1974 when Franco was finally overthrown. It's strange how humans kind of migrate to that. Well, You're different. Let me kill you. Well, Franco aligned himself <laughs> with Mussolini and Hitler. Okay. Um, and Probably not a great guy. <laughs> during a time of turmoil in Spain, when Spain was trying to bring back a republic so they had this first republic where they finally got out from under the kings long after the conquest and this you know all this stuff was happening in the conquistadors so they get out from under the kings they unite the entire peninsula except for uh, portugal okay and sorry portugal oh, right. well they speak another language too right. <laughs> and, weirdos uh, but uh, <laughs> and they had another king you know and they, and they already had a treaty the way that we get brazil being on this side of this line and and spanish owned territory on that side of the line is because of the treaty between those two kings back in the day yeah. but so that spain's united under the first republic um there's a civil war first and then the kings come back then the republic comes back again second republic and now they have you have all kinds of factions you have well you know any kind of political party you could think of today would be there and be represented all the way to the anarchist which is ironic and funny and also caused a lot of problems you know but you had communists socialists you know cnts you had all the and these all these parties were fighting against each other and the left overall the of our spectrum the way we look at it in the world the world i'd left overall was even more divided and cut up because there were so many different ideas on yeah. the left. And then the right was easily manipulated during this time by Franco and populism because they had less arguments over things like you can only speak Spanish and you must pray, you know, you, you, must, what was it? It was country. So nationalism, country, language, and God, mm -hmm. you know, and if you didn't believe, if you weren't a Christian, if you didn't speak Spanish and you weren't a nationalist for Spain, got to go or you got to die. Yeah. And Franco's troops m murdered Federico Garcia Lorca, who was, basically would be like a poet laureate and and they shot him in his butthole because he was gay you know and buried him in an unmarked grave and he was world famous when this happened what year uh 1936 or 7 <laughs> that's what's so cr incredible about spain this kind of unknown history of franco persecuting these people and the west you know what did the united states get out of that why didn't you know a lot of my friends over there when i was studying abroad would ask that you know that was their question like why didn't we get the marshall plan like why didn't the united states give us economic development after world war ii why did they allow franco to stay in power you know which they did but mm -hmm. uh mussolini and hitler were dethroned or whatever and marshall plan took effect and gave all this economic prosperity to the other countries but the united states did receive three military bases across the peninsula you know one in the north middle and south yeah. Maybe in Gibraltar, whatever. Maybe that was why. You know, I don't, God damn, I don't know. you know a lot about this, dude. <laughs> so you, well, I love you, Spain so Yeah, much, and you so taught much. over there for how many years? I taught a total of uh, one year over there, but I, I also okay. taught private English lessons for uh, another year. And so. was, was some of this history part of your curriculum? Because you you, you got it. You, well, you know what you're talking about. Uh, well, Hemingway started it for me. Yeah, right? okay. Uh, well, and then the Nintendo game Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Olympics in 91, you know. Nice. 
Um, but yeah, Hemingway got me infatuated. George Orwell wrote a book called Omits to Catalonia. And George Orwell also wrote Animal Farm and uh, Bre- right. uh, what was it? Uh, another famous one that he wrote. Um, but Omits to Catalonia, who are you? Government controlled yeah. stories. Yeah. And Omits to Catalonia, Orwell went and fought for the for the Spanish Civil War. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, he went and fought wow. in the, like a, a Barcelona brigade. Hmm. And. Um, so he developed like really a, an affection for for that whole war and a lot and he, I I can't I don't know if he coined the phrase but uh, they said that was the last real fight for freedom like true freedom that the yeah. Spanish Republic was was really an inclusive republic and also losing it to Franco was the end of was the end of uh, republics in yeah. general <laughs> because the global capitalists or imperialists or whatever would yeah. uh, would take control. Well, how eye opening is it to to experience these other cultures? I, I, we might have even talked about this last time, but you know, you take polar opposites. A, a person that's born, raised, and dies in the same county they started in, yeah. versus somebody that gets a chance to go out and see how other cultures are mm-hmm. and see how history kind of unfolded for people uh, differently in different communities. Absolutely. So, absolutely, yeah, it changed my, awesome. it changed my life. Uh, Two thousand five, I thought that I didn't know about the European Union. Mm-hmm. It, but it did exist, you know. In 2005, I was 21 for first perspective. But I, uh, I took my first backpacking trip over there. Yeah, for a month, or I had scheduled three months. I lasted two. And I think last time you told me this was just kind of a I'm gonna do it. I, yeah, like I have to fucking do it. Yeah. I'm out the door. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, really have a plan, but I'm going. For I'm going it. backpacking. Yeah, cool. and I bought the I bought what's called a Euro Pass, which was is a really cool thing. I recommend to anyone trying to go and experience Europe as a backpacking journey. And it, I bought there's different levels of pass, but I bought 15 24 hour periods of travel over two months time. Mm-hmm. And then you can use those days accordingly. And back then, you present them with a paper, and they'd stamp it or, yeah. or exit. You know, yeah. it's probably on an um, app now. It's probably on an app now. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> But that was my first experience, and uh, I was blown away that every country had the same money. I was blown away that my money, when I flew into London, I got a standby flight to Catwick, and I bought a lighter there, and I had to get pounds, British pounds, so I traded in $80 and got 40 pounds back in 2005, and I was like, what is this? You know, and that was when it was two to one, and I was blown, my mind was fucking blown, <laughs> like, because I was told our country was the richest country in the world. Oh, yeah, of course. And then to me, that meant that my currency would be more valuable than any other country's yeah. currency, too. You know, I made a lot of assumptions on that kind of greatest it's, it's country It's a lot closer now, right? I, I mean, think it is a lot more I don't closer. know about the pound, but the euro is a lot closer. The euro is still a lot closer. The pound is still further away, but yeah. not two to one anymore. God save the queen. But it was two to one in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and, Damn. Uh, yeah, so I was blown away about that. I mean, just that was before I ever met another foreigner, right? I mean, mm-hmm. someone, uh, a native to the yeah. European lands. This was just me trying to buy a lighter to smoke a cigarette at Gatwick, you know, and doing the exchange. And and then same thing, getting to Europe and not and realizing that I wasn't going to have my passport stamped at, at, at each country I went to, right. you know, that I wasn't going to exchange money at every country. And so some of my little plans about these things that I'd you know I'd seen people do in the past where they collect money and coins and, and different things. Things, those weren't available to me anymore you know yeah. and and that was surprising and uh that started my that started this long journey and everyone's you know i've always gone these journeys alone and yeah. and everyone's so friendly you know yeah. everyone is very nice and helps me, help, help me along yeah. you know never i've never i've i've never been in danger you know yeah uh, never, never felt unsafe never felt unsafe but i think uh like my girlfriend in barcelona she got uh, she was american too and we went there together. 
She got pickpocketed, mm, you know, damn. on a metro, and I was standing right next to her. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, neither we, one of you knew. knew it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So quick hands. Those kind of ways, but otherwise, that's it's a just, skill I kind of wish I had. You know, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be stealing things from good people, but you know, I'd like to know I could. <laughs> Whenever I play Fallout New Vegas. Is I'm, that one of the skills? I my skill to pickpocket, yeah. <laughs> Stealth and pickpocket, baby. Man, that's something that uh, I wish I still had time for. Video games. When we were, you know, I, our early years, we played the shit out of some video games. Yeah. I mean, we wasted our lives playing video games. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Metal, the whole Metal Gear Solid uh, that franchise, that? that was a big one for us. What did they make? Uh, Metal Gear Solid started off, I think, on Nintendo, and then like the one, the first one that was worth a shit uh, to play was on PlayStation One. It was Metal Gear Solid, okay. and it was a kind of a first-person shooter. But man, it was the coolest damn game out there. There was that, and there was Ghost Recon. Yeah, and they were just badass, like first-person kind of. I don't know. They yeah. were they were awesome. We, Gold, we really and I got us. Golden Eye yeah. was awesome. That was on uh, sixty four, right? Yeah, in sixty four. Yeah, that that's yeah. another classic, definitely for our age. And then uh, Resident Evil. Resident yeah, Evil was another one, yeah. staple. Yeah, and I didn't so do that one either. Yeah, you used to, and we haven't done this in probably a decade. But you know, we we're grown ups now. But whenever a new one would come out, we'd get together and we'd play through the game. Me and oh, my buddies yeah. would make a thing out of it yeah that's that awesome <laughs> i mean i brought games back in my life but i only play uh i only play open world simulations things like minecraft and other kind of uh i'm embarrassed that i like minecraft so much but we oh, that's a great game dude we nerded out on that so bad we built our own server yeah so that we could like live in each other's game yeah and then we started like just youtube searching like how to build these complicated machines yeah. we had yeah, jetpacks yeah. and lasers yeah. and it was cool. And <laughs> I had my run with Minecraft, which introduced me to a, a slew of more complicated simulation games. And, you know, like Factorio is one that I like to play. Yeah, and, I don't know that one. Um, it's all about crafting and mm-hmm. belt, belts. And, uh, you know, you start with, you just have iron, copper, mm-hmm. car, iron, copper, coal, and... Um, Got to work your way up. And you work your way up. You build yeah. everything with those three elements, and then you can find some uranium later. You know? <laughs> but you build all these belts. <laughs> really yeah. go to work. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the cognitive, you know, teach, it really uh, strengthens your ability to uh, process forward and you know, have better foresight, yeah. better vision for your plans, large-scale plans. You know, I mean, some of these games, they're going infinitely now. You know, no. another one I like is Don't Starve Together, Oxygen Not Included, for anybody out there. Oxygen Not this. Included. Yeah, which is one where you're in this, you're in this crash landed in this space. And these are all from a third-person perspective, uh-huh. too, that I really enjoy. Um, and it, you have to deal with all the elements, and you have to, you know, you have to deal with all the gases and all the liquids. Mm-hmm. You can get to a point where you're making your doing heat transfers, building heat sinks, and, you huh. know, you're using iron volcanoes to, you have to cool that down, and you, where are you going to put that heat, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool stuff, you know? It's wild. <laughs> Dealing with temperatures and temperature maintenance. and so You're learning some science here. Yeah, and Not- Rim, Rimworld's another one that's good, too. Okay. Rimworld. But I think I learned management and foresight out of it more than anything, and then, and also loss. You know, I don't experience it anymore because I don't care, but when I first got back into video games a few years ago, I'd be really angry when I'd lose my colony or something, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a game we played for a while and uh, it was on my, my first deployment and it was one of those games where it happened in real time. Like the, the, the game environment had a clock that didn't stop 
and people were playing from all over the world. Yeah. So you'd log in, you would tell you, this happened in space. You'd tell your ships what to do. Maybe you're going to attack somebody. Maybe you're going to go forage for uh, materials on a planet or an asteroid belt or something. And then you'd have to step away. Right. And then you'd come back later. Now, for somebody that didn't want to ever lose anything, they'd be checking in every 15 minutes to make sure the ships were good. <laughs> right. Because if somebody else was going to attack you, you could abort. You could pull your ships back. Yeah. But if you've already sent them out and you're not by the computer and somebody else sees them, they can oh, go and they can yeah. attack them. Yeah. So we'd set all our ships up and all my little homies, we we had like a, a little gang and we'd go out and do missions together and stuff. So we'd set all our ships to go like attack one uh, armada or something yeah, and then we'd, yeah we'd go off and we'd be driving through the the desert all night and then you know it was a race to get to it the nearest computer uh oh, yeah. whenever we got to the the next fob or whatever yeah and then we'd go check our shit and most of the time because i was never really committed to these games i would just be decimated yeah i'd have to start over from scratch yeah <laughs> see the, i i have i maintain a, a little bit of that myself i'm i have known people that that obsessed make friends on there oh, real, yeah. that they've never yeah. met real friends mm -hmm. and, and obsessed and there's games that really play on Rust is the popular game out there right now if you heard of this it's a first person shooter sounds familiar first person shooter crafting open world um, and yeah so the server wipes happen on like every Monday some of them are what's a, a server a, wipe a server wipe would be so like if your Minecraft server you created the official servers are controlled by the official yeah, yeah. developers or whatever they wipe the server so you have to start over to kick everybody off oh damn so all your progress every, is every gone? week or every month yeah but that's the way these came this particular game isn't is more <laughs> it's, it's wild it's fast paced it is brutal is it happening in space no this is like on an earth like planet. Okay. but so you, what are you doing you're calling you spawn in naked with a rock and a torch <laughs> which right. is how it is for all of us right. in the real and then the people who are already developed you know they'll come shoot your ass right away <laughs> And that's it. There's just it is brutal. It's so, a, so at least once a week, everybody's showing up naked with a rock. Boom. And so if you get in, but then you'll get in these queues. You know, I don't stay in the queues. If there's a queue, I don't care. But you get you go in and load on on wipe day. Mondays on wipe day. Mondays the day I play games mostly, it's, mm -hmm. and it happens to be a wipe day of some server. So yeah. I'll, I'll get in and I'll be like, oh cool, fifteen minutes it just wiped, and I'll click. But then the line is like a thousand people long to get into the server with already the 500 people in there playing you know okay so they were all sitting there ready. they're ready and so you have guilds and like it is a very popular game fortnite popularity if you it's if called you, rust if you, if you've heard fortnite yeah rust. what are you playing it on the PC? saltiest game ever yeah, it's a PC. <laughs> yeah people are like salty <laughs> it's wild man oh, i have but, to check it out so uh broils last time he was here he kept mentioning some bar that he plays at oh I'm second like, life yeah where is this Chelsea. place he's like well it's in second life and i'm like what is okay so like that's the third time you brought it up what is it so he explains it to me so that night i got on it and uh, within a couple of days i found matthew playing oh at, you went and saw him yeah at, <laughs> yeah on second life <laughs> at, uh what's it the filthy or the dirty hotel chelsea or the dirty grind dirty grind that's yeah. what it was i yeah. just know because i've seen him so many times so <laughs> the, the posts so i walk into this damn thing and my little avatar it's just basic shit i'm not paying for anything i'm just right so I, it's all like just basic you can shit. live in there for free yeah yeah so i walk in there and i'm i'm like i'm glitching hard like i'm just trying to get over to matthew and it took me like five minutes just to get over to him and him and trista's there trista's dressed up with like demon wings and stuff and yeah looking all cool and matthew's like i think he's just wearing like suit, a, a the matthew suit. show suit right yeah, right yeah. 
He's got a cocktail in his hand. And I, I finally get over there. I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I, Did my, y'all talk with voices in there? No, we were just typing. Yeah, typing. I was wondering. But uh, he, I was like, man, I'm having trouble here. I can't like actually move my character. He's like, oh, turn down your resolution. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So I did. And now all of a sudden I can move around. I'm like, oh, my God, this is cool. But So that was the extent of my Second Life uh, experience awesome. right there. I need to get back in there maybe... Go to another one of his shows. Yeah. Matthew is the first and first person that I met who used Second Life for anything other than, than sex. <laughs> and he, he, and he I talked asked him about too. That. I was he, like, are you sure you're doing it for music? He mentions that too yeah. in our, our last recording. He's like, yeah, a lot of people are just into some weird stuff. He said he had a, a house in Second Life. I don't know if he still has it, but he said his neighbor was into tentacle stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you don't. Yeah. He started to kind of explain. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I don't know why I know what that is, but I do. So, well, Matthew, if you're listening, I knew that it was true <laughs> when all of his people met up for this group photo in real life. So they. Oh, really? They, for his musical community from Second Life. So it was a real thing. Flying in from all over the place? Or? I guess some of them did fly in. I can't oh. remember where they went, but a lot of them happened to be from a, close enough around to where it was. Ha- you were able, they were able to meet. But it was yeah. a photo of maybe 20 to 25 people. Mm-hmm. It was like a real life people. That's nuts. So I was like, okay, Matthew has found something very, uh, been a, very uh, right. wholesome or good yeah. out of this thing. And not to say that all this pervert stuff's not good either. <laughs> Do your thing. It yeah. gets a little bit, it gets Show's a little not bit nasty judging. in there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be buying yourself a digital cock soon enough. <laughs> okay. I guess. I don't but, even know. I, there's there's a whole conversation behind that, but I don't want to get into it. Well, so. <laughs> I know about Second Life. When it first happened, it was, oh, it was a big deal. Like for anybody who was into any kind of computers at all. When it first came out, you, I'm surprised I've never heard of it. You buy Linden's. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, that, that's they, their currency. They, path the, they paved the way for cryptos and metaverse. And mm-hmm. I mean, Second Life has done a lot of work. Linden Laboratories. They've yeah. done a lot of work towards where some people want to take our life. You know, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was a big deal. My stepdad got into it and bought some land and opened a shop. And you weren't selling NFTs back there, where you sell. Most people make their money by making these really beautiful avatars. Right, right. And a lot of men go on there and pretend to be women. Right. right. And so, it's probably all men. It's a lot, like <laughs> it's a lot of men for sure, right? But five percent female. There are voice. That's why I asked if you guys were in voice or not, because there are realms where you talk in voice. Right, I, I and saw that. Voice masking technologies are just not adequate too. Right, we need to that you level. Tell like, all right, yeah. got you. <laughs> you know, thanks, like, Steve. <laughs> but you know, it's cool. I think it's really cool. You can uh, with those same with the other video games. You can really be a different person if you yeah. want to, and, ex- and figure and feel things and go through things that you're not maybe permitted to or don't have the funds to or access to in real life yeah. you know i see some benefit for all this stuff. i dig the uh what was it there was a a whole vr movie and it was about kind of like second life you know like you'd log in you got the nods you put them on and uh, i think there might have been a suit ready player one that's it yeah cool but it's like a full-on like yeah. real deal yeah. virtual reality Avatar type shit yeah. that'd be cool and i it i think eventually we'll get there yeah i mean business is moving there first right i mean mm. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's gonna be wild you know um at that point i think i'll be a character from fahrenheit 451 you know have <laughs> you ever read that yeah well, it's a tinfoil hat yeah I'm at, no i'm at the <laughs> end i memorized the book and i live in the outskirts <laughs> and i read tell my book to others every now and then well i'll you know? be out there somewhere like riding a dragon we'll be flying through the air and just 
hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you doing today? I wouldn't see you because I'm not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I've always been a little bit of a Luddite. I've really tried to embrace things, especially with the phones and uh, I've seen, I've tried to find benefit with it, you know, and, yeah. but my mother still pays for my phone today because Lucky. I, w- I wouldn't have one <laughs> back in the, I would pay for my own now, but yeah. we're kind of tied up together, you know? Yeah. But back in the day when I came home in 2012, I was, I wasn't going to have a phone. And uh, so anyway, she gave me her old smartphone. And that's yeah. how I got hooked on these smartphones. Dude, I didn't have a smartphone until I moved back from the army so it was like 2009 before i got a smartphone yeah until then i had the i either had a flip or the yeah. slider you remember the slider i never had a slider but oh, i, had the I was cool yeah the slider <laughs> with the little text box at the bottom yeah or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well i had keys yeah, yeah. at the bottom of the little anyway you could play snake so yeah what else do you need in life <laughs> i went through a long period of resistance but you know i'd I didn't, and yeah. I've always been the type to try to like peel away from the crowd. Yeah, if everybody's going that way, I, I don't want to go that way. Yeah, and so when everybody started getting iPhone this, iPhone that, I wasn't interested. Yeah, and um, I can't remember what finally got me. There was an app I wanted, which yeah. is why I ended up getting it. But I can't remember what the app was. Um, and probably navigation. Yeah, but I bet that might have been. Now it. that's changed. See the things like that. I don't think about as much. But I can't. Uh, I can't live without a, a com- smartphone, a, a computer in my pocket. Now uh, I'd be all right. I think I'd be all right. I couldn't do it. I I think that uh, I'd have to go get another job for the podcast. I need it. Yeah, because I'm on social media all the time, trying to promote other people's stuff. Yeah, talk about the podcast. And yeah, whatnot, I, I need it for on on on. I need to be available. Oh, that's your business, though. Yep. I mean, that's your lifeblood. That's what I'm saying. I'd but, have to get another job, yeah. but, but to be able to go back from where I'm at, yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Elon's test subject. You gonna put the chip in? Put me into the. You gonna Star- put the chip put in? Put me into Starlink, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's wild. So uh, I, I'd do it. They're I'd, already in like generation two testing yeah, for that yeah, thing. I do. So it. initially, it was just gonna be like. I can't remember. Anyway, it's it's way simpler than it was, and it does a lot more yeah. already. And it's gonna get better. It's I mean, just nuts. We, what, I mean, one of those it's like little nanobots are swimming around in us. You yeah, know, and they're sent yeah. and like have some sort of transmutability or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, man. So for our listeners that aren't up to speed on this, Elon Musk has developed a chip, uh, Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Whenever he started this thing about five eight years ago Neuralink was uh you know concept and it required a lot of gear did you see that movie which uh, one with uh johnny depp uh, in, uh what's it called oh where he basically uploads his consciousness to the mainframe of this computer i'm trying to think of the name of the movie yeah i know what you're it's talking not inception about. it's something like that. something like that though but yeah 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 so that kind of thing could right? be yeah <laughs> we might get there and honestly, like with the technology that's coming out, dude, I saw, I don't know if this was Boston Dynamics or what, but they had an artificial arm and this is for like a robot. Yeah. It's a robot arm, but they took, now like, this is not me fucking around. Like if I squeeze my arm, it makes my hand move. Right. 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 They had made a, for people that aren't watching the video, I'm squeezing my forearm and my hand is moving kind of of its own volition. Anyway, um, 
they did this with a robot. They made a robot arm with like ten human-like tendons, and that's how it operates. You so you squeeze this thing, and it moves like a human hand would if you squeeze the forearm of a human hand or arm. Yeah. And so now, like between Neuralink and Terminator. Boston Dynamics, and all, no, I'm convinced that humans made ourselves now. Oh yeah, yeah. A little bit of time travel, a little bit of technology. You ever read that? <laughs> you ever read that kind of stuff? Uh, it's a little pseudo uh, chariot of the gods. I love, I love pseudoscience. Chariot of the gods is something <laughs> to look into about that. That uh, the people that act, the the gods described in a lot of like the the ancient texts, like the mm-hmm. the Hindu Vedas or whatever, yeah. uh, is actually astronaut us from the mm-hmm. future. Could be. Then we came back and colonized. No, I'm not saying there's not a god. No, no, be, I think it, there could still be a God within that idea. Yes. Yeah. We could yeah. still have a God. I, why, why would we limit God with just one planet he one, let us and make one ourselves. species? I mean, that just <laughs> In seems, one timeline. It just seems to be, exactly. It seems to me to be really selfish. I mean, take Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. There's so many different timelines. <laughs> there could be a lot. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking of uh, the Watchman. what's his name? The, uh, the blue guy? Sure. Oh, I can't remember his name. I can't. I'm not. Big, I'm not big penis guy. Yeah, big penis right? guy. Big, but he also could see all the different realities, right? I don't know. You're talking comic book. I've only seen the movie. I have only seen the movie. Also, oh. but I, I'm up on some lore, baby. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the all powerful perceiving realities. But am I am I just imagining him with a giant penis? Wasn't that like Was part doctor, of the doctor doctor something? I don't know. I never saw his penis. I, I feel just, like he had a giant blue penis. I assumed he might have, but I can't remember. I don't now. know that they showed now. I'm thinking. The Watchmen. Now I'm thinking. I just made it up, which raises some questions. Now, doesn't it? No stupid questions. <laughs> that was a cool movie, though. But it was like four hours long. The Watchmen. Yeah. No, it's not four hours, is it? Long as shit. I've only seen it once. I'm yeah. not in. I'm really. I don't know a lot about all. I've this, seen it two or three times because I thought it was a really good movie. See, I thought maybe it ended like shit, but yeah, it was good. But this is not part of Marvel's universe, which I, I don't. I couldn't. Don't get me lying that. to you. I, I couldn't explain all that. But no, the omni, <laughs> the omniscience of the of of a god. Yeah. Has to be bigger than anything we could imagine. Yeah. And yeah, ultimate more than one timeline, of course. I mean, so, people listening are going to get pissed that I'm bringing this up again. But James Webb Space Telescope. Uh, me oh, and, I love me it. and Matthew were talking about this. I've been following it. Yeah. So this thing is, I mean, so, it's yeah. almost. So th- it was a whole process. They launched this yeah. thing out in outer space. It's huge, yeah. and it's unfolding itself. That's done. Now it's aligning its mirrors. It has what twenty eight mirrors? Yeah. Independent Made of gold, right? Right, gold. Yeah, yeah. for reflective purposes or <laughs> whatever. It. But anyway, it's it it's in the process of setting itself up and right. it's almost done. And when that thing goes live and starts taking its first pictures, yeah, we're supposed to be able to see ourselves right back in time with the telescope. Well, they're saying that it you should help so us far. understand like the big bang. Right. Exactly. Be- because of what the you're talking about. Our, yeah. Well, and this is something that, okay, here's something that I took away from today's <laughs> conference. Uh huh. There's one thing that they really that that they really pointed out. I thought was good, and this was the guest speaker. There, what company, was the conference the about? Company hired. It was basically trying to. Com- it was all execs, so everybody in there made probably half a million a year or more. I don't know. It seemed, and uh, so the basically motivation: how to motivate their their companies to accept this new data change, yeah. this new SAP. But uh, anyway, I don't know if this is supposed to be confidential information. But fuck them. Anyways, there's this, <laughs> this guy who wrote a book, and he and he was like, look. The more data that we take in, the higher the uncertainty. And then he pulled up a few graphs that had been done, and I'm not sure who made these graphs or, or got that data, but it showed over time like this kind of um, 
polled um, and just polled opinion of, of uncertainty, how high or low it was uh-huh. over the populace, right? And then and, and it and started trending upwards oh, at, at 9-11, you know, okay. or 2000, Y2K-ish. We have too much data. So, yeah, and so and he said 90% in this study that he quoted was two years old. 90% of all data collected in the entire world on planet Earth has all been mined in the last two years. So ten, for 2,000 years of civilization, that only accounts for 10% of all data yeah. we've created. I've heard this before, but they were talking specifically about images. This is all data, any data. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it could be images. But yeah. the idea was that as, and I kind of, I extrapolated that the, with more information, more uncertainty, right? Right. And so with this James Webb telescope, it's going to, you know, we're going to have more information and more data, but maybe more uncertainty and like who we are, where are we from? You know, like when we thought we, the sun revolved around us, you know, and now we might be at another pivotal moment like that, where we're going to see in deeper than we ever have into our surroundings and then just understand ourselves better right i mean well imagine you know because we have this understanding right now like galaxies inside clusters that you know make up our universe and we can identify Mm -hmm. i think something like ninety thousand galaxies right 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 something incredible the possibility of a planet like ours is quite high isn't it i mean it has to be right right, right. well and and we have spectral analysis that allow us to say okay well that color is produced whenever the conditions are x right right right. and so using that method we've determined that kepler 186f and a bunch of other planets out there very well could be in inhabitable you know Mm. they could be earth-like but you know that's with Hubble in our current technology. But once James Webb comes online, right? it's got infrared. Yeah, it's got three times the distance in, in infrared. Yeah. So what is that going to show us? Is that going to show us that, yeah, all that was correct? All this understanding that we got from Hubble and all the other, you know, the Kepler, the Voyager, all these different satellites that we've launched. But now we've got this big, bad piece of fucking equipment out in yeah. the, the universe. And now what's it going to tell us? Well, yeah. we, we might find out that. Our solar system inside this galaxy, inside this cluster of galaxies known as the Milky Way, is just part of a fingerprint for oh, yeah. a larger thing. Which like, is probably the most likely. <laughs> we might we might find out that there's another layer to this. Yeah. I mean, you know? I wouldn't be surprised. We, It's almost inevitable, right? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think that, I think, I think our limited understanding is limited by by us you know and our, our optics yeah well in our optics and that's and literally what we've got out there now some <laughs> yeah. better optics well, that's why yeah. we upgraded our bifocal prescription yeah and i hope that creates you know more empathy here you know um how would that create empathy though showing well, us how lonely we are out here on our big convertible spaceship you know that's just a fine line that we're walking these days and i i you know i think it's choice you got to make a choice i choose I choose to be empathetic and oh, yeah. choose to be uh, trying to be helpful and yeah. do le- do little or less damage. Yeah. You know, but I think that uh, that's a hopeful outlook, and that's what keeps me alive. Right? Yeah. My hope, and my my hope, and my faith that keep me alive. On the other side is the cynical side, right, where nothing matters, nihilism, you know, and, yeah. and the big Lebowski. Yeah, you know, love like, that. Yeah, still and, trying to get that sweater. And so, so I could totally, <laughs> I could totally see how, you know, yeah, is it going to change us, or is it, or showing us, what if we, what if we didn't find out we were even more alone? We actually found out we're, we're not alone at all. 
Like I don't that, think we can handle that. We're right. So either way, it's the same. We're we're facing the same dichotomy. I, of either like, way, of hope or cynicism. Whichever way right? the axis I mean, pitches. I hate to bring things down to a binary, you know. But I'm sure there's millions of things. But th- I think that the fine line we walk today is people caring or not, right? Caring. Sure. And and when you don't care about stuff, you are more prone to destruction, to hurt others, to not care about others' feelings, yeah. to not take into consideration your actions and how they can affect other people. But I'm fortunate enough, I guess, that I've been hurt so many times by myself and a few times by others that yeah. now I don't like inflicting pain on others. And I started to notice that my actions do inflict pain on people sometimes, yeah. indirectly, directly, forcefully, or non, not without force, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually. You know, I'm out here hurting people and, and leaving a footprint on this world, you know. So, I mean, it's kind of Taoist or something. Or, well, or to say... Let's leave less of a footprint. No, to your know, to your credit, though, I, a lot of the people that I talk to, whenever we get into this philosophical shit, whenever we start really <laughs> yeah. digging into these uh, deeper parts of the conversation, a, a lot of people feel the same way. I don't, I don't think that the people that come on the Fort Worth Roots podcast are uh, any less reflective of our society than any other group. Like these are, whenever you get down to these conversations, yeah, these deep, deep conversations that's what everybody inherently knows like mm-hmm. you got to focus on yourself because you can't change what that space telescope is going to pick up mm-hmm. you can't change what your government did on the television today yeah you can't change what's going on in russia true you can only control what you do exactly and that's really what it comes down to and your individual choices how you are with people what you do as far as making decisions are you going to hurt people are you going to make life better for everybody I mean yeah and a, uh, one thing Larry McMurtry a really great author from Texas uh, wrote I've read all his wrote, books a grape ripens when it sees another grape you know you said um, lonesome dove yeah okay. a, gra- a grape ripens when it sees another grape that's the sign that Gus has on, written in Latin Averum whatever it is I, I can't remember I'll, I can't remember was this in the show or just the book because I the saw book. the show it's in the book and in the show <laughs> okay. it's a really important uh, theme to the book that a grape ripens when it how does it so when grapes ripen how mm. do they ripen they ripen together but they ripen one by one down the vine you never see okay. you ever see a grape vine a grape bushel ripen like that you I've know? had quite a bit of wine uh, <laughs> but I've never picked any so I think that uh I think that I'm going to look this up. While you're looking that up, I think this falls in line with that. Maybe far, yeah, it's far more simplistic, but Willie Nelson, his family's uh, three rules. Uh huh. What are those? Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, I, I was, I, and that's great. I was trying to get to like, so how do, how does looking with the James Webb telescope deep, deep in three times deeper than the Hubble into space going to make us more empathetic? And and so then we got to the point where you're saying, you know, well, we fix ourselves, right? We look within ourselves. We take care of ourselves. This is something we can change. And so then I was saying, adding to that, uva uvum, vivendo verafit, which is some Latin expression that Gus wrote on that thing. And, and he gets made fun of from call. You know, he's like, you're going to get a shot with that. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Oh, or maybe so, read the book I, this time. I, well, the movie's just as good. I mean, okay. the, the book is great, but he's a great writer. But I mm-hmm. would recommend reading Leaving Cheyenne, The Last Picture Show, all the stuff that he wrote. They were like 90 page to 100 page nice. novels yeah. leading up to that. Because mm-hmm. those are all these ideas coming out, you know. But that is especially important because that's what Gus and Call did for each other. You know, they ripened t- together. And in contrast, you have, um, oh, fuck, what's the other guy's name? Spoon, Jake Spoon. Mm-hmm. You got Jake Spoon who 
could have always ripened, right? Could have always done well, but they say any wind would blow him, you know. Yeah. And they hang him. They hang their own buddy, you know. Yeah. And that bar where he bangs that bartender's head against the the bar top, and he's like, we don't appreciate no Starly bartenders around here. <laughs> and he points to the picture in the back. Jake Spoon's in that picture with him, I think, as a deputy or something. Damn. So, yeah, I think that uh, I love Larry McMurtry and I love Lonesome Dove more than probably some of these other books and uh, movies, especially. That movie is great. Danny it's, Glover. That's so good. I mean, yeah. uh, Tommy Lee Jones Classic. and, and uh, Robert Duvall. Man, I, mean, I mean, Tommy Lee this. Jones. Um, what's our other dude's name? Robert Duvall. You just said it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys, anytime I see them, that's that's where they're from. That's mm. their the character that I always think of whenever I see them. Doesn't matter what movie they're in. Yeah. I always think of Lonesome Dove. Oh yeah, me too. I can't get away from Gus and Call. They also remind me of Kerouac and uh, Neil Cassidy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Dean Moriarty and Sal Paradise from On the Road. Yeah, they're these two. In the end, both of them are two types of one person, one archetype. You know? Yeah. Are they both archetypes? But I've always, I've always been wanting to find like a Gus and Call. You know what I mean? Like, and some of my best friendships in life, I'm always like Gus and Call, baby, let's go, Gus and Call. <laughs> you know, because they they have such a nice way about them. Where no, there's no offense taken. You know, that mm-hmm. they have this empathy for each other. That, yeah. You know, that they understand why they're both so hard and lonely. Yeah, know, I guess. And uh, I like that, you know. Yeah. Call come out and be like, "What you expect me to believe? You've been up cooking biscuits all night, reading a good book, <laughs> you know." And then, but then in the end, they cry, you know. And he's like, you know, they talk about how Newt's, you know, Newt's supposed to be Call's son, you know, but Call won't admit no wrongs, you know. And right. then Gus is the guy who's, you know, go go for a poke down there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I have to go back and watch that. It's it's been at least a decade. Dude, I, I, I love I watch this. It often. It's a mini series. Yeah, the way it's it was a shown. TV mini series. It's yeah. so fucking good. And if I, you watch I, it all together, it's like what four and a half, five four, hours. Yeah, yeah. Take your yeah. day. But I, I've done it. Worth well, it. I try to do it. You know, every other year, whenever I yeah. think about it, it's a it's really touching. And I love that message. Uh, Any wind will blow him. You know, Jake Spoon is. You know, I don't like him. But he's made the most influence on me, you know, because uh, yeah. it's like, man, I could be there, you know, I could be running off going, you know, any wind will blow. Where's the roots at? You know, and that's where the a grape ripens when it sees another grape. You become a man by seeing another man become a man. Yeah. You know, you don't learn from a man who's already a man. You know what I mean? This all c- kind of happens together. When you see other people working towards being better, you become better, too. Yeah. You know, and I'd say that, you know, Fourth Roots does a little bit of that for me, you know, so. Nice. Appreciate it. In you. what way, sir? You're working hard, bro. <laughs> I'm keeping up with what you do. It's doing. coming around, you know, and uh, from the very beginning, I, I said I, I didn't know what direction it was going to take, and I didn't care. We were just going to start and see where it went. Yeah. But, I love your dedication. That's really inspiring, you know, yeah. to see someone who shares a passion uh, of being consistent, dedicated, yeah. and following something to well, see where it's going to go. I appreciate you know? the shit out of that. Um, yeah. You know, it... it when I look at my catalog, like we just released episode 65 this week and this is two years in the making. And there, there was a, a, about a three month, four month period where I just, I, I couldn't, uh, a little bit of it was just my emotional state yeah, and my work. Oh uh, yeah. And, and it just, anyway, but since I got back to Fort Worth, I've been kicking ass and it's been every week and yeah. But uh, it's it, I am truly passionate about it. I <laughs> you got to be yeah for 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 it to go on this long and as many hours as I put into this. And even though it's only sixty five uh, episodes, that uh, that represents you know uh, 
I don't even know how many hours. I, I started adding up the other day and I got bored and quit, but it's a, uh, it's a lot. It's been yeah. a lot of work, but I'm not complaining. No, I, I love I, it. I, I hear, you know, I love it. A couple of times you were asking me like why, or why I was doing what I was doing at playground or, you know, I kind of got the sense overall, like, why do I do any of these stuff that I do? Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's all kind of back to what we we're talking about. And also this journey with the Camino too, is like, you know, my first journey with the Camino, I was, I, you know, just got in a bar fight at 34 years old <laughs> oh, at, over, at over 90 with a Marine. <laughs> Shit. How'd right? that go? <laughs> well, he left bleeding. <laughs> I was screaming like, I'm going to call the cops on you. So, you know, it wasn't good for either of us. Um, <laughs> rough night yeah but it was over a girl or some stupid shit and he was jealous and I just you know couldn't take it anymore but I w- basically it takes me to that song Ray Wiley Hovey's 34 drinking in a honky tonk still kicking hippies asses raising hell and he's not responsible for what he's doing his mother made him what he is <laughs> you know so it's like damn it and I got out of there I was living on Magnolia and I went and I went and got to know my mom and stepdad better by living directly with them in this camper yeah. down there and, and they had just bought this little in land. Magnolia? No no they oh. bought some land down in Brazoria County okay. so I left Fort Worth for a, few, for a little bit in August 2018 but I was I was in, living in a $325 shithole apartment on Magnolia that right. had standing water in the closet you know that was not a place anybody needs to live you wow know? And walking across the street up and down and getting fucking drunk every night, <laughs> spending my little money that I was making. Yeah. But, uh, so that all led to me wanting to go do this Camino. And I got, to, you know, I had this nice six months with my, not wanting to do it, but being able to finally achieve it. Cause I wanted to do it since I was probably 21 or so. Yeah. And, uh, I went down there and hung out with my mom and stepdad and got to know them better. And, and I got a little bartending job and started playing some gigs around Galveston and Houston and doing these sound gigs up in Houston and things like that. And they were real gracious. They, the camper I, I'm living in now that they gave me to take over the payments on the first time I lived in, it was August, 2018. Mm-hmm. And then they had their little fifth wheel out there and we we're going to homestead it and, you know, do all kinds of stuff. But you know, my, my parents, my both of them have better jobs now. My mom does or whatever, and they're back and forward. Okay. <clears throat> so I walked the first one. I had no money. And um, I felt bad about myself. You know, I felt bad about life, and I felt bad about my choices. And I wasn't sure if, like, being a musician was what I should be doing. And so, I, you know, my, I had faith in God and higher power. and, and But it was just kind of lackadaisical, you know. Like, it reminds me of that... Uh, gangs in new york mm-hmm. like, because you are luke- lukewarm i spit you out of my mouth you know? <laughs> so it's like i mean who am i you know and i and i did some I've, i had done some adventures but never really completed anything great you know i quit grad school i quit teaching i quit re- relationships i quit my fiance you know quit 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 unhappy unhappy can't do that and um i went and did this journey and it really changed me i let i let like let the spirit in you know i let the camino do something to me you know and i was willing for that i was ready to be changed i was tired of some of the behavior patterns that i had and some of the thought patterns that i was dealing with and the negativity i mean i have always had a lot of positivity but even these you know they say that you put a book in the middle of a brick wall you're building at the very bottom layer and see the impact it makes when you're done with this wall you know (laughs) and so these little thorns you know and and the Camino solved a lot of it for me. So this time, and it also affirmed that I am a musician. You know, I made a, about 360 euros playing on the street. So many people bought me countless meals and beers and paid me so many compliments and made me feel good about myself. So you myself. brought your guitar with you? 
I brought a backpacking guitar and I'm bringing it again. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. Um, I needed all that. I don't need it as much now. Um, but I've been riding high on that and it's, it's influenced my business. It's influenced my life and my reputation and, you know, everything I'm doing here yeah. in Fort Worth. And I want to help people, you know, and, and I wanted to, the Sunday open has always been my opportunity to help someone. And cause I don't like doing it, you know, yeah. I don't enjoy It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And I don't enjoy, you know, I need to focus on giving me the spotlight, you know, I need to play a show in town where I'm the focus. You know, so mm-hmm. many times over the course of the Sunday open, people would come to see me, but they wouldn't show up at nine to 10 when I played, you know? So they wouldn't see me. They'd see me running around doing something else, you yeah. know, which isn't yeah. great for me. It's off brand. Yeah, you know, I um, hate that. I, you know, you told me the story of the guy that told you that you seemed off brand, but you know, you gotta, you gotta stoke that fire. You gotta poke around a little bit and see what works, what doesn't. And I yeah. will tell you this, that <clears throat> that Sunday open, people were so appreciative. They are. And, and, and not only that, but, when I talk to people about Joe Savage, you come up a lot because, believe it or not, you, well, yeah, I think you know this, you you have a, a serious impact on the community. Oh, And whenever people talk about Fort Worth Roots in conjunction with the musicians I bring on, and, and I, for anybody that's been on the show listening to this, please don't think I'm sliding you, but <laughs> Joe Savage and Matthew Broyles yeah. get brought up all the time. And whenever you're brought up, they talk about what a good dude you are, how hard of a worker you are, and that Sunday open was was genuinely changing people's lives. Thank you, man. So thank you. Maybe whenever you get back, or if you decide to kick the the Sunday open off again, I I agree with you. That's a lot of goddamn work, and you're trying to build on your own self. Yeah. So maybe you know find somebody that can help you run the goddamn. That's thing. what I need because that's what I think overall is what I tired of the most was everyone could feel the overall push and pull of me working for everyone, but also needing it for me, you know, because everyone sees where I'm at. And so I think it took away from the credibility of the event overall and also didn't allow for people to return often. I mean, I think that for my efforts, I should have had a packed house all the time, you know, but goddamn, uh, you know, you, but it's on seventh street. (laughs) It wasn't packed, but it was pretty goddamn close (laughs) at certain points of the night. Well, that was just um, one of them, you know, I mean, that was, well, I went to a couple, but, uh, no, the, the deal is I, I really feel like maybe one or two people have influenced, uh, your, your opinion of the entire experience, but I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm the other side of that coin telling you that I talked to these people and even in the interviews, if you want to go back and listen to that one I did that you invited me out to and I interviewed like oh, I did. four or five. Oh, yeah. All they talk about is what good DJ I mean, it made an impact on me. It does but, and, make an and, impact. And that is not an isolated event. Yeah. I, every single time. And sometimes whenever I come see you play live at a couple of these little places I've been to, I get to talk to some of the people that came out and saw you because they, they see me talking to you like, Oh, he knows Joe. And so we'll yeah. get to having a conversation. They'll talk about the first time they met you and why they come to see you and what a good dude you are. Yeah. So man, I, I just, that well, off brand shit, somebody got in your head and said some <laughs> well, shit. No. I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> well, I think that you're a great guy I and think, you're doing awesome shit. Well, I think they're right. The, the off brand part. And I think, I think I appreciate you too. And I'm it's so grateful that you say that. Just the truth. I just think that there is an aspect of, uh, I st- I'm still very needy, right? <laughs> I need I need stuff to survive. You know, I'm $150,000 in debt. You know, that that's everything, all my debt. That's my yeah. my house, my land, my car, my student loans, which are $90,000 of it. Um, <laughs> and, and I've never had stability, right? So yeah. 
um, starting to create stability for myself through music, but uh, it's taken back to like the Camino and this kind of all this beautiful energy that I got. And so I really, what you're talking about are the fruits of the last three years of work, which are directly influenced by my walk of the Camino. That's and, awesome. And I feel that too, and I can see it, and I'm so glad you can affirm it because I noticed people treating me differently, but it also has to do with me not focusing on all the people who don't like me. Cause yeah. That's what people love to do is focus on the worst aspect of their mm-hmm. of their existence, oh, right? Yeah. And I'm 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 guilty of it. You know, I've I have made mistakes and said things that I shouldn't have said and been angry and focused on the wrong things many and multiple times from 2013 to 2018. Yeah. And culminating in fighting a Marine at a bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's terrible. That'd so, make for a rough night. So, I mean, my feelings of inadequacy and overlooking some of my triumphs and victories are directly related to my own stubbornness of, of now being mean to myself suddenly, you know, it's like, no, you can't drink. You're not going to, I can drink, but I tell them, so you don't, you know, you're not drinking anymore. You know, you're not doing cocaine anymore. You're not taking pills or drugs or staying up all night. Yeah. So, uh, now I can criticize you all day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to block you out know? that noise. <laughs> right. Well. And, but overall, I want to make an impact and I yeah. want to be helpful. And uh, But I don't want my needs to um, obstruct what I have to offer. I think that right. going forward the Sunday Open, you're right. Either you need to get a host and I participate in it or, you know, I got to go figure a way where my needs aren't being met anymore yeah. through that event. I can't, you know, I can't continue to showcase Oh, look at me do all this stuff, but this is meeting my personal needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel that. And there's there's a balance there and I'm struggling with it myself because we just want to create. We want to work on our passion. And then there's the need to, you know, eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also that. Have a meaningful know? life and stuff too, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously not gonna go hungry. I've got people who love me and my you know, my mother really does care about me and I'm you sure you got a meal here. I'm sure, my, you know, my mom's very successful too. So uh, she works with James L. West. Uh, yeah, James L. West. That's not the name of the telescope, is it? No, it's James Webb. James Webb. Okay, she works with James L. West. She's the administrator down there at the nursing home. It's, it's a, a close, great it's nursing close home. Yeah, I was like, this is weird, but uh, she's very successful. And if I ever need anything, I can always call her. Yeah. You know, some of the people I've met along the way have often wondered, do I have anybody in my corner? And you know, my mom stays in my corner, but she's also allowed me to be myself. And I think that you know, all parents want their kids to live after they die. You know, yeah. and without her tough love or distant affection. Um, you know, I don't know that I would be as determined and diligent yeah. and um, uh, as I am. So, well, I'm glad you got mom in your corner, but yeah. I tell you what, God damn it, you got me in your corner too, well, and you. you got a lot of other people in your corner. Sounds like, and uh, I, I, I feel like you should know this, but you are a pillar of the Fort Worth music community. Absolutely, hundred percent. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, and and I think that um, people show that to me a lot. Yeah. I, well, you I, deserve it. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that your music's incredible. Oh, well, like thank it, you. Thank it, you. That, that it, time it will tell. Too. Time will tell. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and your covers are good, too. We were at a... Point, right? Eagles Point. Yeah. We were at Eagles Point the other night. And uh, <laughs> these... I, I play most of the covers. I mean, half and half, probably. Well, yeah. so the, the, the guys uh, that were walking by just spouting shit off at you, 
I identified something. I was like, these guys are just trying to show off their musical prowess, right? Uh, maybe. They just want to show you that they know who the Beatles are or <laughs> whatever fucking band they were throwing out because they just walk by and play something by the such and such and you'd be like, okay. And then you would. <laughs> the, it would oh, sound it was great. Kansas, right? Or, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I just remember man. thinking, that guy doesn't give a shit to hear that music. He's just trying to show off oh, yeah. that he knows who that band is. Yeah. And maybe that's just my own I think bullshit. There, yeah, <laughs> No, no, that's definitely one. There's then there's also the other. There's the requester who wants to stump you. There, there's the yeah. requester who actually requests songs, but what they're asking is your political affiliation. Oh, fuck. right. By what song? Play that one by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> exactly. I mean, something pretty much just like that. But no, there are totally today in this genre, today in this day and age, there are popular songs that people request only if they're on the. Uh, unfortunately, only if they're wanting you to. To, to declare that you are a member of the Tea Party or oh, okay. or uh, play, play Toby Keith, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not Toby Keith so much, but uh, for context, Creed Fisher, you know who I love and who's doing great things. Who so I I don't know him and never met him, but I know of him. You know he, uh, but one of his songs is I have you have the right to burn my flag. I have the right to kick your ass. Nice, you know, which yeah, I can it. I can agree with the sentiment. Yeah. However, it seems divisive in a in a Tuesday night bar drinking <laughs> situation. Well, you know, maybe so. not in Saginaw. <laughs> maybe not Saginaw. Well, maybe but not. I don't bring those lyrics. I don't bring those debates into my my show. Right, right. I don't want that. 100%. So when those guys do that, I I usually play Merle. Well, Merle is like, and you did play Merle that night. Merle's um, right down the middle, in my opinion. I uh, so. In my opinion, if you're going to ask a local musician to play a song, it's going to be because you think that, you know what, this is kind of what he sounds like. I wonder how he would sound if he knows this song. Like, I'd like to hear his version of this song. That's a good Based on what I've heard him sing tonight. Nice. That's an appreciative But that's request. also why I keep my damn mouth shut, because I just want to hear what you're going to play. Most people are, <laughs> well, most people, you came to see me, but most people are selfish, and they want to influence the environment back into their control like you're a jukebox exactly because they have the jukebox on their phone and they didn't come there to see me and they came right. there to eat or to be a part of some other friend group and yeah. now i'm infringing on their space you got a wild crowd in there that's a great crowd now i've i've worked that crowd for uh, you know for a few years <laughs> people know you there yeah <laughs> yeah and for sure. tuesdays for i don't know three or four months now i used yeah. to do first thursdays so well i like it there um they've definitely cleaned up that place because i we had a friend she she was my my hairstylist Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she cut my hair um, for a couple of years, I think. Anyway, she got a space right there next to that place, and she'd be busy, so I'd walk next door and have a drink. But it was smoky. Oh yeah, no. And it, all the waitresses were on some kind of drug. Oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to JT and Mandy. Hell yeah! And they they just they're about to open up in Burleson also okay. at the old Dalton's Very corner. Cool. If you've ever been to Dalton's, yeah. is that is that the kind of the historic downtown area? Yep. Yeah, I have been there. Yeah, the old Dalton, so that's now going to be Eagles Point Burleson. Okay. I'm going to play there every Wednesday. Is that right on the June. corner? It is on a corner, and okay. Dalton's corner, and it has a nice outdoor patio with an indoor long bar. I'm sure Beautiful. I've been there. And I, they're going to have JT's food in there, and JT's really, okay. really good. I think JT came by our table that night. He's a younger guy, isn't he? Young guy. We're in a yeah. chef coat that night, probably. Yeah, uh, I think he came by the table just to see how everything was going. Yeah, Tuesdays, right? we went on a wait two Tuesdays in a row. Oh, so damn. That's why he's been there. <laughs> 
nice. <laughs> so that's a good thing for me no but they but yeah. definitely livened it up it looks a lot better it smells a lot better <laughs> yeah no it's great man and i love working for companies like that i mean without residencies including now that you know the sunday open even though it's finished that it was a great run it was a great commitment you know you just can't deny yeah. the fortitude that those companies have by day and day no matter what their pay no matter what their sales are to pay me my rate yeah i know and it's sad i have to say that you wouldn't treat a plumber that way but that's the way everyone treats musicians and worse that they can just decide one day this doesn't work for me call you at last minute while you're on the way to the gig and cancel it you know or bitch inclement weather <laughs> a lot of the contracts say acts of god you know yeah. we will not pay yeah. you and 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 we get it you know yeah. but uh that just makes people like Landmark, my brother Jason, and the Landmark owners Sam and Sultan, and uh, Mandy and JT from Eagles Point, and even Rufus, Billy, and I had a run last year, seven-month-long, every Wednesday run, and they had some financial problems, so that place closed. Oh, <laughs> but, shit. Uh, you know... Um, Hate that. Yeah, but so these people really make it possible for me to live. Yeah. I mean, when each residency comes out to be about 10% or, or more of my overall yearly in, in, yeah. income. So. yeah. Yeah, I'm just so grateful that that us community supports that. Mm -hmm. Fort Worth sounds like it's uh, really evolved into a great place for musicians trying to find regular gigs like that too. Because I mean, between Tim Love and you know, exactly Tim like Love's Woodshed, another one. I should mention him. I, yeah, I've played for him for yeah, years. Tim now, Love yeah. is uh, just amazing. Because the only reason I know that I've never talked to Tim Love, I just I have musicians that come in here and talk about the different gigs they play and he's always got live music so he's great i've played all his places i've played the lonesome dove in austin i've played the knoxville that, the i no thought that just opened in austin no it reopened oh okay. it's been open pre-pandemic okay. 2017 yeah like uh i played that one they used to have tuesday nights down there mm -hmm. um i've played the knoxville uh love shack lonesome dove there oh shit um and I've played the Woodshed, of course, the White Elephant. Is that Tim Love? Yeah, Woodshed. Oh, I didn't know that. Woodshed, okay. White Elephant. What else is his? He's got quite a few concepts, but mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've played them all for him. But he, yeah, those companies are great. What's the big... Didn't he just open a new big one yes. out of the stockyard? I don't know the name of it, though. But Live Texas or Live Entertainment is, taking, is booking that one. It's like a legit theater. None of this podunk ass. I'm not going to be playing there, for example. <laughs> but Texas Live? Which one is that? Not Texas Live. Live Entertainment. Live is a... Not, I didn't mean to say Texas Live. Oh. Live Entertainment is a national... Is that who booked for Second Rodeo? No. Oh. Second Rodeo is booked by a small-time agency. Oh, okay. Um, out of Dallas. We're gonna, we, are we going to see it at Second Rodeo? No, you won't, because I don't work for that agency. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> I still love those guys, too. But, uh, you know, they... You're they the second person to say something like that. They don't like me. Well, you know, those people have business practices, and they're learning how to do stuff. And, and they changed their model. You know, you can't... In the end, 13th Floor Music, who helped me out a lot, mm -hmm. and who books Second Rodeo, um, who currently does not book Joe Savage ever. And... Um, I started working with him in 2016. I was basically the 14th member because all the third, he had 13 guys and he uh -huh. was artist oriented. And so as the 14th member of his unofficial, I was unofficially on the roster, you know, in my mind, because I worked five days a week for the guy. Yeah. Everyone else was officially on his roster. And there was some perks that came to like this tip jar beer they made where they listed all the names of the artists like Matt, oh, Ted cool Matt Tedder, Charlie Crockett, Vincent Neil Emerson, Linus Aquarius really cool time for music when those people were all working they're for printing it on floor. the beers yeah they and That's it was so a cool, cool collaboration 13th yeah. floor music did with um with uh 
tip jar. Who was it? it must have been uh, Tups, I think it was, okay. or some brewery. Out of they Austin. collaborated. No, here in Dallas, the local. So it was all DFW. Tups, this is okay. all DFW, and they showcased it at this particular beer. They showcased yeah. it at the Flying Saucer in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. They're a great company. They're artist centered. So you went on their website. There was nothing about any venues on there. It was all mm. about artists. Yeah. Like, what artists do they represent? That's why I wanted to be that official member of the roster that I didn't sure. actually ever get. And, uh, and I was never promised it or, right, or right. should never yeah. felt like I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, so. I want to revote. <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, those guys are great. And they changed their model uh, in 2018. So when they had their old art centered model, most artist centered agents, the venue pays the artist and the artist pays the agent. So the agent gets W nine from the artist. The venue W nine is the, the artist. You know, or yeah. the, yeah. yeah. So the, when they changed the model to become venue centric and venue focused, two thousand eight, the venue pays their company and they pay us. So right. that saves them so much money and so much uh, room on mm-hmm. taxes and different ways. And it also can show growth if you're doing your bottom line on Mondays. Yeah. because that's another thing happened we didn't get paid till Tuesday right <laughs> so no matter what you did you got paid direct deposit every Tuesday yeah. so they're using that PayPal model where PayPal holds your money and then they report it as their uh, as their bottom line for that day and before they pay it out you know and then uh, which is great great business practice you know and then um, so it just changed you know I didn't have any control over the pay of my gigs anymore pay capped yeah. so since they're venue center centric now they want to create quality content all the time and a variety of content all the time with a cap pay scale for all their artists. Yeah. No matter if the venue's offering more. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it happens that venues do offer more than their cap a lot. We need to open our so. own damn venue. <laughs> and then we'll just run our own shows and all the artists will want to come play at our places and nobody will want to work for these I don't pirates, know. these these pirate hookers. That's hard. You know, I don't know if they're pirates. They're 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 good business. They've done a lot of good for me. And uh, although I disagree with some of the things they do now, I stopped yeah. working for them in 2020. But uh, I won't forget it. I won't forget all the help. And uh, when I didn't have a band, I made my first album and submitted it to 13th Floor, and that's how I got hired. No and shit. That's how I put together that's my awesome. first band. So. So back in the day when their mission was different, it was a damn good outfit. It was a great outfit. They yeah. they advocated for highest pay in DFW. Nice. Not anymore. Not anymore. But they yeah. did. Yeah. They got yeah. it up for everybody, though. That's corporate yeah. America. Corporate America. That's where they're going. They want to take that to a level yeah. where the owners the, the 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 owners and the people, the founders of that company don't have to work, that it can be a source of passive income, which makes sense. I mean, you want a certain lifestyle, you set goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what that's how you accomplish those things. <laughs> oh well there's plenty of awesome places in Fort Worth to play so live I was keep gonna, it up yeah and so the dro- the Tim Love's new venue is going to be a really big deal because it's did not, you find it it's a Texas it was called Texas Live Music Events what is it called there's an article out there with Tim Love getting interviewed because there, there, there yeah I, I remember there was something that he was working on here locally and I did see that the, uh, the uh, Lonesome Dove down in Austin was reopening Tim Love opens new music venue um, it's called Tenehan's Tavern and Music Hall will mark the Stockyard's newest live music venue. Hell It'll yeah. It'll be in Mule Alley. And... Oh, I saw it. It's right next to Second Rodeo. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. This booking company, uh, so that we can't wait to bring even more diverse artists and bands to growing Fort Worth market, says Anthony Nicolaitis. What are you reading off of? Pre- uh, Fort Worth Magazine. Okay. Uh, he's the president of Live Nation Dallas. So Live Nation is the company that I'm trying to think of. And they have Live Nation Dallas, Live Nation of uh, Chicago, or Live right, Nation Atlanta. Right, right. They are the premier 
concert booking agency and they they are they are venue centric but they they only book major acts so at that point the difference but why it matters at the level of of second rodeo is Mm -hmm. because you're negotiating directly with artists we don't have any leverage or power right we don't have the tools or the or the needed or the needed um requirements on prerequisites to to negotiate for ourselves and it also makes us look weaker when we negotiate our own price yeah whereas this level they're going to be dealing with big big name acts that are asking for you know 50 grand upon arrival yeah for sure you know things like that so i mean it's going to be a good thing for fort worth combined with dickies you know yeah dickies is awesome Joe, you got to come back whenever you get back from your, uh, your I trip. I'll tell you all about it. Take lots of pictures. Yeah. And uh, maybe some other crazy stories. Yeah, man. I'm sure I'll have some. You're, cool you're to open say. to some some crazy stories, right? Like you're going over there to experience things. So Nothing crazy. I don't well, think. It might get weird. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going vanilla, baby. <laughs> Joe, thank you again, man. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure. And uh, just, just keep it up. You're, you're just, you're an incredible person. And uh, oh, thanks, I'm so man. glad that we got connected. Yeah, I'm glad I came back over. Thank you, yeah. man. Appreciate you. All right, Fort Worth Roots, thank y'all for being here. And we will see you next week. Peace. Hello. Hola, mi hermano. Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenos dias. <laughs> Who is, this? is this Andrew? It is, man. What's going on? Good morning. Oh, good morning, man. <laughs> one second, one second. Okay. Uh, all right, cool, man. I'm sitting here. Take uh, coffee. Thank. Yeah, I, I actually made myself a pot or a. Uh, uh, the Keurig. I made a cup this morning. It's the it's three, three it's three sixteen here. What time is it there? <laughs> Ooh, it's like uh, 10, ten. Ten a.m. Okay, yeah, yeah ten sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering why you chose those hours. I was like, this guy's gonna get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I uh, I've got work at four thirty, so I, I wanted to. Oh, okay. Yeah, catch you at a good time, but uh, also I have to work, so. <laughs> Understood, man. Well, thanks for calling. No, thank you for taking my call. So, how's it going out there, man? It's great. Can't. I mean, it's just amazing, of course. Uh, yeah, but the journey's good. I don't probably walked maybe at least a hundred miles by now. Nice. Maybe a little more. Getting your steps. I haven't in. calculated it. <laughs> yeah, it's been about forty thousand steps a day. <laughs> I'm doing pretty easily. I thought I was only going to do about twenty thousand. Where are you at today? So I'm feeling real good today right now i'm I'm about to leave this really nice uh hotel um it was in noha which is on the coast in the cantabria on the way to santander so i've got two stages before i get to santander which is a pretty major city um so i'm gonna do about 25 kilometers so about uh 12 12 or 14 miles today and then do another 10 or 15 miles tomorrow Nice, and that's kind of been my rhythm. I've been doing about ten to fifteen miles a day. I had a day of like seventeen miles, and then since pandemic, you know, there was a place I could have stayed that was a lot of the municipal uh, albergues where pilgrims are still closed, and then even some of them have been changed to accept Ukrainian orphans and refugees. 
so they're they're not really there's not like a some of it's been a little bit more expensive than last time you know and a lot of these places are seems to be that they are really hungry for money because they've been shut down for for the last few years you know yeah so anyways sometimes i've been spending a little bit more like 20 a night or 30 a night on a hotel or a private room because it's the only option or like tonight this one was 20 bucks private room private bathroom and private shower um with a queen bed and I could have stayed at a hostel, a little surfer hostel for 13 euros, you know? So for seven more, I just got, always got to take that route. And then, so it's a little bit of comfort, you know, at the same time as things are tougher, a fifth of a pint, a fifth of a liter, a Quinto is a beer that's like 250 milliliters. Uh-huh. Um, used to, used to cost 90 cents last time I was here. Now they're charging two dollars, two euro 20 for it. So a little bit of inflation there. And, but, you know, taking it in stride and uh, trying to be a part of the economy and, you know, enjoying the luxury because I'm not usually a very luxurious traveler. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you were uh, pretty bougie last night with your recent hotel stay. <laughs> you and your 20 euros. It was, it was, it was bougie as fuck, so it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> what city did you start off at whenever you landed there in Spain? The city called Irun, which spelled like I run. Uh, and that's a, that's a city on the border of, of France and uh, Spain in the north, the northernmost point. So a lot of people, when they start, they start at St. John de Port, uh, which is a place in France on the other side of the Pyrenees. And then they walk over the Pyrenees for the first two days. And then they walk the Camino Francais, like through Pamplona. But I walk in the northern Camino. And the first stages are just as hard. You just don't have to go up as high in elevation. And you don't start in France either on this one. You can, and there is a trail. There's a trail that even starts. I met a girl that she started in Holland um, in January, and she'd been walking for two months. And we met her in uh, in April or whatever. Yeah, in the beginning of April, my second night or something. She'd been doing twenty five miles a day all winter. So, anyways, yeah. there's a trail that goes all through the, all, all through Europe, and you can just pick it up anywhere you go. And that, but the idea is you start at your at your doorstep, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so some of these trails they they stretch out a lot further than 500 miles. It sounds like. Oh yeah, I mean the the for sure. So if you walk from there, it'd be 500 miles. My trail is more or less between 450 and 500 miles. I'm going to change Caminos from the Camino North in Oviedo to the Primitive Camino, which goes over the mountain range and into a to a little bit more primitive and more small towns so it adds a couple of miles onto the total also it's a little bit longer than if I were to just take the north north Camino all the way in yeah are you running into people just left and right out there that are also doing the El Camino oh hell yeah yeah I mean it's you gotta try not to meet people for sure oh okay so I've, yeah I've already got, you know got together with one or one or two Camino families or what they call them some, some Camino families stick together the entire Camino in the first day. Uh-huh. But I, I tend to either go faster or slower and meet more people. And, yeah, I'm giving out business cards and stickers. And I nice. printed, I had a new, I did, I did a new printing in this city called Castro where I took a break, printed a hundred and more stickers and going to print some more business cards after Easter. Because right now it's Easter week, so it's a big deal. Semana Santa is what it's called. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm meeting tons of people, getting them to listen to my music. I'm playing them songs and, that's uh, awesome. making friends. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you're you're half a world away, and it it seems like you haven't left because you're you're putting out so much content right now. You've been releasing songs. It seems like every few days. Yeah, I did uh, one a week pretty much, but I the first two were on Fridays, and then I just released pictures of you on Wednesday. The next one won't come out until the twenty second, ten ten or eleven days from now, or nine days from now. Um, and. Yeah, I'm looking. That's exciting. You know, I'm trying to. I know that more people are watching my journey than are responding and reacting, and so having the link there, you know, it's just forcing, just using this trip to promote myself and my music. You know, yeah. at the same time as get get over a little burnout and also create some new stuff. And uh, the pictures are all. Really, I mean, this it's just a beautiful walk. That's why I chose the north. The, it's the most beautiful Camino is what I've heard and I don't have anything to compare it to but yeah. I've been a lot of places in Spain so this this countryside is one of the more beautiful countrysides well the pictures you've been so, putting up on Facebook are just phenomenal it looks gorgeous there yeah thanks man and it's really easy to do so yeah it's kind of you know I'm trying to mess with the logarithms and stuff on Facebook and um, Instagram and by meeting people from you know I'll meet, I'll meet somebody from Holland Denmark Germany Spain um, all in the same day you know, from the East Block, Czech Republic, or whatever, and I'll get them all to follow me. You know, and in mm -hmm. a non-obtrusive way, but, right? Yeah, but they will. They do. They do follow me. So, like, that has to be fucking with the uh, the overall logarithm, and you know, this confirmation bias circle that we all get into, where yeah. it's just meeting you the same people. And so, I'm, I think I'm I'm hacking that a little bit, and uh, I That's like to really see the cool. results of that. That is so awesome. Yeah. Well, you're not being idle. I mean, you're you're out there working. You're you're not just playing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a it's a spiritual thing too. You know, there's a lot of time to think, and you know, I went to mass twice, so that was cool. Um, you know, I don't go to mass. I didn't confirm as a Catholic or anything. I, I went for my grandma when I was a kid. You know, okay. but it's cool to to go to the big churches and sing sing inside those with the guitar too. It sounds so cool in there. And um, all the small towns, if you go to mass in the real small towns, they're all real nice to you. It's like a big right now. It's a big deal. You like the first Sunday I was here was the end of Lent. Um, and then the last Sunday was the Palm Sunday or Dia de Ramos, like they say here. Like you give out bay leaf branch to everybody. Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then so Easter's this Sunday. You but still, uh, yeah, so your, that's a really, really cool part. Of it. You still got your branch? Did you keep it? <laughs> no, I kept it for a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> How are your I shoes holding up, man? You're supposed to, oh, they're great. Can't complain. I love these shoes. I got one little blister on the top of my pinky toe. Ooh. But that was because I wore my sock. I wore my sock wrong, and you know it's finally healed up. But still a little, it's still a little tender. That's but good. uh, no, nah, man, it's going great. Like the pharmacies here are great too. So I bought some magnesium tablets and some ivy, some some eight hundred milligram ibuprofen. Um, so I take one of those in the morning and take two magnesiums at night, and then the magnesiums are like a muscle, kind of a natural muscle relaxer. Mm -hmm. They don't get you high. Right, <laughs> I kind of cut and, you off uh, there. What yeah, were you asking me? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, brother. Uh, I appreciate you taking my call. I just, I, I thought this would be really cool. I'm releasing your episode. I'm going to try to get it out today. It's been a hell of a week. Um, trying to do these Thursday releases. Well, no rush. Yeah, but uh, I figured you you wait a little while until I got into the walk. Well, it, that wasn't actually intentional. We've just we've had a huge backlog. I I've just been recording like crazy, 
uh, terrified I'm going to miss an opportunity. So I just started doing two a week and it's, it's difficult, but I'm going to get through it. (laughs) So it looks like your hard work's paying off. You know, you're getting some notoriety and and that's good. People are appreciating what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I appreciate appreciate being a part. Hell yeah. No, no, it's, it's been, uh, you know, there's, there's some pretty serious players in, in the Fort Worth roots circle that have helped the show out and you're one of them. And, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh man, no doubt. I think I'll probably benefit more in the end. <laughs> well, I hope so, because that's kind of what it's all about, man. Propping everybody else up to kind of get your message out, and maybe I'll pick up some listeners along the way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, cool, man. Um, and when are you set to come home? June 1st. So I'll probably arrive a lot sooner. I'm going quite a bit faster than I did last time. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably, I'll probably do something else you know i don't know what yet but trying to figure out how to get some shows and whatnot but yeah i'll be home june 1st i've already got some of the shows posted on the calendar that i'll be playing when i get back but i got a full calendar for june july august and i got my calendar over here with me and working on the, the winter months yeah well cool so, yeah let me know we'll post it all up and then uh, i'll make sure that we're ready to go see you whenever you get back hell yeah <laughs> All right, brother. We'll have fun out there, and uh, it sounds like I, I can probably call you just about any time this time of day, so I might touch base with you here in a few weeks and just see how it's all going. Yeah, man. Do, do it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going good. It's definitely hard, and, you know, get some uh, get time to think, and, you know, it can be upsetting sometimes. You know, it can be really, uh, really uh, elated, elating sometimes, um, you know. So, yeah, I appreciate you calling. Oh, yeah. All right, and uh, holler at us. If you need anything back uh, stateside mailed to you, holler at me. (laughs) All right, brother. Thank you. All right, Joe. Be careful. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Later. I have no idea how much that phone call just cost me, the international cell phone stuff. It is stupid early, and I have to go to work. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, Not only did he devote... A, a ton of time in the, the home studio to talk to me and hang out and do the Fort Worth Roots thing. But then I'm pestering him at 3 a.m. Texas time, calling him on the phone. So, Joe, thank you, man. Um, it's 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 a, it's an honor to have anybody on the show. Um, but it's a sincere pleasure to have people like Joe on that, uh, that you really connect with. And it's not just me. This guy is just so easy to get along with. You... It, he leaves a wake of people behind him that, that just talk nothing but good about the dude. He's a great guy. Um, and I'm looking forward to having you back on the show, but I will be blowing up your phone later now that I know it's that easy. Provided I don't get a crazy bill from the phone company later, like, oh, yeah, well, you made a 12-minute call to Spain, so now we're going to need a spleen. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. But uh, it was worth it, even if it cost me a spleen. Wink. Go check out Joe, joesavage.bandcamp.com to listen to all his music. You can also find him on Facebook, J.S. Savage. Uh, it's where I follow him on. I think he's got a couple other personalities here, but all his really cool stuff's on J.S. Savage. Hope it's okay. He might hit me up later and be like, stop saying that because I want you to look at the other one. <laughs> Who knows? But the the photos he's putting up are incredible. Um the YouTube video will be up shortly, and I've added some stolen photos of yours, Joe. 
went onto your Facebook and I just started grabbing stuff and putting it on the YouTube video. But that takes time and I'm about three YouTube videos behind right now. So I'm going to have to jump on that this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, Psychedelic Panther. Did I get rid of that thing? Let me keep talking while I look that up. Psychedelic Panther is going to be a three-day event. It starts Friday and uh, Friday. You need a date, though, because this is a podcast. Yep. Hold on. Here we go. All right. April 15th through the 17th, Main at Southside, three days, two stages, 29 bands, art, and benders. This is going to be really cool. And I wouldn't steer you wrong on this. I'm building a reputation with you. I want you to trust me. So I am not going to tell you to go to a stupid event. I've been listening <laughs> to the music that uh, the, the 29 bands that are going to be at this thing are producing, and it is incredible. Um, it it really does not get said enough, but you, you turn on the radio, you listen to uh, music on the regular you know, the big networks or I, I keep wanting to say MTV. Nobody watches MTV anymore, but um, these are not well-known bands, but God damn, they ought to be. They are incredible. So I'll stop saying incredible. You start putting it on your calendar. Today's Thursday, so you can start going tomorrow at 6 p.m. if you want. Main at Southside is located just just south of uh, downtown Fort Worth. Just pull it up. It, you, I think you can probably just type in M-A-S-S, Mass, into your Google and it'll pull it up. But if not, it is Maine at Southside. And uh, pretty pretty damn easy to find. Um, but lots of people are going to be at this thing. Um, you got to check it out. And I tell you what, this is the first time they've done this event. It's their first annual event. I talked to Joe. You can listen to the episode I did with the curator of this show, Joe Guzman. It's episode 70 on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. But he has every intention to continue this thing. Um, and I mean, for the first year, I I don't know. I couldn't do this. You think about one person having an, an idea and then making it this big. Uh, it's pretty incredible for a first year, for, for a one-off, you know. But it looks like Joe has a, a pretty good reputation with the community. And whenever he pitched this idea, people just jumped on it. And got busy with it. So um, come check it out. You're going to see me out there. I don't know if I'll make it out every single day. But it looks like I'm going to be out there Saturday. So uh, more details to follow on that. If you want to get like real-time updates on stuff that I'm doing with Fort Worth Roots, our uh, Facebook page, Fort Worth Roots uh, Facebook page, I generally use that just to prop up every uh, everybody else's shit but if i'm going to an event like this i'm going to be taking pictures i'm going to be making videos and i'm going to be posting it on that site so i've been up since let's see well yeah with joe so i got up at 3 a.m to make a call to spain so if there are issues with this episode please forgive me okay thank you i appreciate it I really do appreciate it. Every single time you download even one episode, stream it through one of your podcast players, it shows up on our analytics and it strengthens the show. So thank you for doing that. You're doing you're doing your part to help the show. If you want to do more to help the show, go onto these social media sites and, and follow us. That's another way you can help the show out. Just enhance our pool with these algorithms. It's hard out here, bro. Serious especially when you ain't got money to be putting down on <laughs> advertising. So uh, it's all organic. You know, you, you either got to put down some money or use a little bit of sweat equity. Um, 
I'm doing both. Doing both. Trying. Trying to make this good for you. I want Fort Worth's well, uh, excuse me, I want Fort Worth Roots to be big enough that one day you're you're going, Oh shit. I was listening to this guy back whenever he couldn't even get his words right. Look at him now. Well he still can't get his words right, but now he's got his own T shirt. I don't know, something like that. But you were here in the beginning. Thanks for that. All right. What did we talk about River Oaks again? You already know. So I'm not going to bring up the fact that it's free or the fact that it's happening Saturday, April 30th, and the fact that you just need to come out there and say hi to make my world a better place. But it'll make your world a better place too. It's not just about my world. This is going to be really cool. So come check it out. And then our boys over at squadstx.com, they are not a sponsor. I reached out to the local veteran community and said, hey, uh, I would like to practice you know, just saying ads uh, for people. Why not do that for the veterans? And I actually talked to about eight different veteran-owned businesses. And uh, the one that got back with the waiver, because I, I needed them to sign something to say that, yeah, it's okay for you to talk about my company. I don't want to get sued for running a podcast for free. That's a terrible idea. Well, anyway, Squad SDX, they're like, okay, I trust you enough to talk about my business. And uh, I looked into it, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. Let's let's definitely give these guys a, a spotlight. So SquadSTX.com is a, a really good solution. If you got kids in between, uh, excuse me, if you have boys in between the ages of 10 and 16, this is a really cool deal. And uh, get on there. Don't, don't wait. Do it now. SquadSTX.com. Two different packages. Happens just south of Fort Worth and Glen Rose. And uh, it's going to be good times. You know it's going to be good times because it's you and your boy anyway. And uh, y'all are going to be outside. And then you got somebody uh, helping you out with activities and fun stuff that they do. So check it out. SquadSTX.com. Okay. I've babbled enough. I (laughs) I genuinely do not need to babble tonight because I need to get this finished up. And the show notes, get it published, and then out to you. I'm going to try to continue to do these uh, uh, every, uh, excuse me, try to do two every week uh, as, as, as long as I can, I guess. April for sure. I've committed to April. But I'm doing so many recordings, I don't know how I can take my foot off the gas now. Uh, shout out to Jeffrey Lord. Jeffrey Lord is the gentleman that actually had the idea to contact uh, Joe Savage and get him on the phone to talk about what's going on over there. Jeffrey, dude, I uh, I stole your idea. But you can call him too. And I'll let you know what the phone bill looks like before you do it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. I will see you Monday. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace.